to pick up a book and do some research y'all mm. and um i was like wait a minute it's something else to this game because like you said it, it never gets to the end and if it ever goes out it takes it seems like hours and hours and hours right and i said well i wonder what it was called before because when for me when i look at things i know something always came there's something set precedent for something right precedent not president precedent mm. right so before it was called monopoly it was called the landlord's game and this was back in 1904, and it was even patented. So I wonder why they, when you patent something, that means you want to make sure it belongs to you, right? Yep. And no one else can reproduce it. So when these people create this game, I, I'm assuming they're the Hasbro Bros, because that's Hasbro Brothers, because mm-hmm. that's who was named when I found it, when I was researching it. They literally said it's a landlord's game, but then they changed to one word. So it went from two words to one word. So, my first question was, are landlords playing Monopoly with us? Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. I have to question everything, right? So, I was like, okay, let me, let me look into the rules. So, when it comes to the rules of Monopoly, an average person would probably think, oh, you just roll the dice. <laughs> um, you get all the par- park place and boardwalk, you know, because they mm-hmm. cost more and you're going to get more money for whatever, you know, every time someone lands and then... Um, you're going to try to bankrupt somebody. But who's who's normally the one who gets bankrupt? Do you know, um, Jesse, who, who's the one who normally gets bankrupt? The bank. Ah. Yeah. But are they ever really? Because then after that, it's just on pieces of paper they get to write the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. And when I first saw Monopoly money, it was years, of course. You know, I'm, I'm old head now, right? So I've been playing Monopoly for a very long time, a board game. And it was colorful. It was like um, red, green, blue. Mm-hmm. And it looked very similar to the old school 
food stamp book. I don't know if y'all ever have food stamps that came in a book. You ever seen those before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So it, it, it looks like, yeah, yeah, the same thing. I think if you actually probably go look at the Monopoly money and then look at an old food stamp book, I think the colors match with the yeah, denomination. I, know, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but they probably do because they were the same colors. I don't know if they were the same color on the same dollar amount, though. Right. That's what they have to look at. Wow. Yeah, it's something to think about, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it, it's so similar, but they literally, like he says, a piece of paper, you know, it's a piece of paper, and they can write on it, you know, and go from there. But when I looked at the rules, the, first of all, the object of the game is to become the wealthiest player. Like, so does that mean it's only it could be one person that's wealthy in America? You know, that's, these these things come to my mm-hmm. mind, right? So I'm like, well, if. Just on the outside looking in, if, you know, the way we're taught in school, we would think, oh, that would be the president or someone who has authoritative control over something, right? So, the object of the game is to become the wealthiest player through buying, mm. renting, and selling property. In order to prep for the game, you got to, you know, put the board on the table, all that stuff, right? Yeah. But they have these cards, like if you roll a dice, you're in on something called community, chess, or chance. So, I always said, well, I don't know if y'all probably heard, you know, you roll a dice in life, right? So you don't never know what, what you're going to land on. You just got to roll with it, mm-hmm. right? So that's kind of what happens when you land on chance. So they make you pull a card and whatever the card say you have to perform and it might be you have to pay $200 taxes on something or you have to give every player 5 or $10. So it, it made, it was, it gave you an obligation, mm. right? And then we know what that is, yeah, right? Well, back to what that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? It gave you an obligation. Well, they obligated you to do something. And you didn't have a chance. You didn't have a chance. Oh, it just came. You didn't have a chance. You didn't have an option, right? They made you do it, or you would forfeit the game. You'll be out the game. Mm-hmm. And then a community chest was normally something where it contributed to the community. Again, another obligation just by being in the game. Mm-hmm. But when I think of the term landlord, I go to etymology, right? And it literally means a lord of the land. So they're trying to tell us that the lord of the land could possibly be the wealthiest player. In the game, and when it comes to the business of buying and selling the property, they're the only ones that can do it. And I think that's the way they designed it because if not, I believe everybody in America will probably be homeowners. We will all be able to buy, but they put stipulations there and um, obstacles so we all don't be homeowners because there's a what they call eligibility requirements. Yep, that's what requirements, they call requirements, discrimination. <laughs> really, if you're asking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's ways that, oh, if you don't do this, you would definitely be discriminated against. That's really what they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's what they're hiding in plain sight. And even with that game, they're giving you so much game within that game. But they're making you think, yet again, creating that almost like a crab in a barrel mm-hmm. mentality. There can only be one winner. If you win and you are you are wealthy, I cannot be. Right. When that's not, that's not necessarily what it is either. All of us can be. All of us are wealthy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was the distraction mm-hmm. to make it seem like only one person is entitled to whatever it is they say they can have. And as you know, now as a collective beings, we all entitled to all the same things, you know, and I said this from the beginning of the time, like we were all born with a silver spoon in our mouth. You know, mm-hmm. we were all born with a plethora of credit. You know, we just didn't know it. So they create this game, right? So I'm not going to get too deep into the game. I'm just going to just, try, you know, try to get you to understand how and why it's America's favorite game, right? So we identify the key players. We identify what they want the goal to be, right? So then it go. I go into, um. it talks, of, before they called the banker, he was called an auctioner, right? 
And an auction, mm-hmm. you go to an auction, they talk really fast. Kind of like me sometimes, right? <laughs> but it's, that's what happens when you go into a bank. They try to over-talk you. You know, they, they, they don't let you get a word in. And then if you do, I guess, speak up, they, they really over-talk you. And then they get everybody else in there to over-talk you, right? Yeah. And you don't say something. that You don't respond quick enough. Boom. All right, sold. There yep. it is. Deal is made because you didn't speak up quick enough. Yep. So even though I, I really don't want to touch on this, but let, okay, this ties into the bankruptcy, right? But we ain't going to get too deep. But just think about this. Toys R Us. Y'all know who Toys R Us is, right? Mm-hmm. They went bankrupt, I would say, nine to ten years ago. And I was shocked because I'm like, wait a minute. Everybody buy toys. Everybody got babies. R Us. like, how, how they go out of business, right? So the other day, so they've been bankrupt, and I haven't seen them open up since. You know, I don't know what chapter they filed, to be honest. I'm going to assume it was chapter 11 because that was reorganization. You know, it's kind of like, you know, United States. But um, (laughs) I went to Macy's the other day, and um, at at the registers, there's a, you know, the, who they, Icon, what do they call that? What do they call A mascot. Mascot, yeah, yeah, company mascot. Yeah, it was the giraffe, Jeffrey. And, um. I was confused because I'm like, is this Macy's or is it Toys R Us? So I asked the cashier, hey, do I check out here or is it Toys R Us? Is it Macy's? She's like, oh, we're one now. Mm. I was like, one? What do you mean? She's like, we merged. So if you know anything about bankruptcy, you can't apply for any credit for so-called seven years. So I don't know what took them so long because according to the rules of bankruptcy, they filed seven years. Now they're merging with somebody because they can't. Why did they just go do it by themselves? They needed Macy's to get what they wanted, right? Yep. So had to go buy and through Macy's. Exactly. So that <laughs> yeah. that describes a monopoly. That means mm-hmm. someone who wants exclusive control and possession over something. Yep. And that's pretty much what the game entails. And I'm thinking about everything now. Like I know COVID changed a lot of things, you know, and um, the the economy and and everybody was kind of losing. But it's, I just find it very strange and odd how. We can all go to Burlington, Dollar Tree, mm-hmm. Party City, Family Dollar. All these stores who had different items at different price points now had the same thing. Literally. Like, I used to go to Party City, and I used to hate, oh, Dollar Tree don't have this. Man, I went to Dollar Tree. They Make got the everything. same thing Party City got. Yep. You ain't missing out on nothing anymore. Exactly. <laughs> no matter where you go. Right. So look mm-hmm. what he just said. We're not missing out on anything. So did we ever miss out on anything? Or was that the smoke and mirrors they presented to us? Mm. Yep. You know, this is what they gave to us. You know, what, it was something else. What, you remember the experiment with the Payless? You want to talk about the Payless oh, thing? Yeah. yeah. When they did that, because everybody, you know, they would talk crap about Payless and if you got Payless shoes, you get clowned on, you know, at least back where I was from, mm-hmm. that's what would happen. So you try to hide the fact that they were even Payless shoes. Mm-hmm. But Payless ran that, that experiment. Um, we'll try to post it too. But what they did was they, they renamed themselves with all the same shoes. They, they disguised themselves as a high-end uh, retailer. And they even had influencers come in. And they were giving their reviews to so these influencers. Like, oh, you could tell... By touching it, that's quality. You can tell. I forgot what the name was. I forgot the name they used. But you could tell this is amazing quality and this and that. Would you get it? Oh, I would definitely get it. And at the end of it, they said, well, by the way, this is actually Payless. <laughs> and everyone just like shut up. They're like, oh, damn. Because they had, and it just shows like these influencers really don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're just trying to influence you. Maybe they thought they were going to get some type of percentage on the back end mm-hmm. if you use their link to go get whatever BS they're trying to sell you. And that's when we started saying, like, yeah, it's crazy, you know, like, you have uh, 
I, th- I think it was Balenciaga that came out with that gold pin. Mm-hmm. And they were selling this pin. It's super expensive, but it's the same pin you can get from Target, a pack of them for like 10 bucks. And it's the same thing with everything, right? We could buy this t-shirt, the consumerist t-shirt, or you can go and get Gucci, but Gucci's shirt is the same brand as mine. It's just a different name that's attached to it, but it's the same vendor. Yep. They're all using the same vendors and then just stamping a different name on it, putting a different price point. And our emotions that we think, oh, people are going to view me different if I got Gucci, if I got Louis on, if I got a certain watch on. But now I wear my own watches. Now I wear my own shirt. Ozma wears her own shirt. She has her own products. Like To me, that's more powerful than walking in with somebody else's name on my stuff. Exactly. Y'all, he just said something that just came out of my mind. Oh, my God. What did he just say that was so important? Oh, my God. This happens all the time. Oh, my gosh. I can't think of it. It's going to come back to me. But mm. he is so right. Like, you have to be able to see beyond what is being shown to you. You know, so when you play the game Monopoly, there the the way to, to make a move to make a move is roll the dice. Right? Mm-hmm. So you roll the dice and you have to move a certain amount of spaces. So if you happen to land on a property... That belongs to somebody. They obligate you to pay a fee. And there's no real rules on how they own it besides they pay for it. Mm. But when you look at ownership and you look at terms like mortgage and terms like deed and other terms, you wouldn't realize that I paid some smoke and mirrors here. You know, so when you roll the dice, you land, you have to pay. Obligate, you're obligated to pay. But what happens if you don't have the money? They take everything you have. Mm. So it's like you can't win for losing, if that makes sense. You know, like, you can't, I can't even save. Like, what if I want to save this money for something else? But I don't want to pay you. Mm. But they make you obligated to. And this is what we talked about the last episode, you know, how the marriages break up and things yeah. like that. Because you have other things that you feel or maybe more important or ob- you're obligated to versus what they're trying to obligate you to. You know, so be careful out here rolling dice, mm-hmm. you know, and look at these terms, deed, and you might want to look into the AT word, the melodial title, you know, and see how that plays a role with all of these things. Yeah. Because I'm just going to tell you right now, a mortgage, when you look at it under law, it's a slave. Mm. Not to get the, snap, <laughs> the snaps on there. But yeah, that's, that's powerful. And then when you really start looking at this and you start seeing the way things are and the way things play out. And we're, uh, gambling, right, is a crime unless you're doing it at a casino. Unless you're rolling <laughs> the dice, right, that's a crime. What are these? Ah, it might be too much. <laughs> but what are they? Who's gambling when they're over here making up these false debts that you got to pay and then just throwing them out there? Boom, boom, boom. They're playing the numbers, right? They're playing the numbers, seeing who, how many can hit. If I put all of these down on, on red and black, how many times is it going to hit? That's gambling. Yep. I already, that's probably too much. I shouldn't even done that. But. He took y'all there. So he took y'all there. So I'm going to take y'all a little bit further, right? <laughs> so he said, they, what'd you say? You're throwing them out there. What'd yeah, you say? they're playing the numbers. Just playing the numbers. So it's a numbers game. Mm. So debt collectors play a numbers game. That's all they do is they buy and sell. They resell and buy. They don't do nothing else. They don't have no, no secrets. They buy debt and they sell debt. And they see whoever's going to take it. Because they can start at Visa. By the time Visa, you know, uh, don't um can't handle the debt or you're not paying the debt. Uh, you got um, uh, LVNV funding is gonna come in and put their hands on it. It's already paid. Now they wanna get a piece of the cookie and then it's gonna go to um Penny Mac and they gonna do it. You know, so it goes on and on and on. And 
Uh, but I always tell people, you know, if you know a lot, not a lot, if you've tapped in and you started researching about the truth of lending, you know, they dive into insurance. They explain to you how everything is supposed to be, you know, lined up and how you're supposed to be able to make an informed choice on, you know, whatever you choose for that consumer credit transaction. And then for you to move on, it has to be something in writing, right? So this is why I say go back to the writing on these, these, these documents that they're telling you that means something. Mm-hmm. Look at the writing. Because if it's, not an ex- if it's not exclusively written the way it should be, there's a problem. You done barked up the wrong tree. You know, and that's just <laughs> truth and lending. You know, um, it's so much that we can dive into. But the numbers game, they buy, they resell. So, for example, you got insurance. Anybody mm-hmm. have y'all had insurance out there on, let's say, State Farm? We don't know. State Farm, I don't know. You don't just use your name. You yeah. can't see my head, right? And then your color's red, it's going to come. So, uh, you got insurance for State Farm. <clears throat> you never get into an accident. <clears throat> I'm sorry, not that you never get into an accident. You always get into accidents. Like, you get into accidents all the time. You're constantly getting tickets. You're constantly getting points on your insurance, all that constantly stuff. Different. And then they just drop you. And they say, because, they don't tell you why. They just say, we have to drop you from my insurance. Mm. Well, wouldn't you be mad if somebody gave you $5 million and every two days they're taking a million out, a million out? So before they take all the $500 million, by the time I get down to $100 million, I'm going to send them somewhere else so I can have something that they gave me. So yeah, it's because... They gave you. Pay, pay attention to what she said. <laughs> right. So yeah. they, they drop... It's a numbers game. Know your numbers. I don't even know if people... We ain't going to get into that. I'm going to let you take over, dude, because I'm going right. a little bit too far for them. I, I might, I, they might sink or like, swim. Oh, shoot, you're about to go in big time right now. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. But definitely, like, that that was a lot, even just throwing out the fact that they're playing a numbers game. I mean, when you look at the law, too, what a lot of the times it tells you in writing. When you do this in writing, when you inform this person in writing, so if it says to do it in writing, why are people doing it over the phone? Why are you going to... You're making things even harder for yourself. And we're already going to be intentionally misunderstood. So you're already going to be intentionally misunderstood. And you're doing something that goes against what Congress is telling you to do. So you're taking yourself even further down a a hole that you don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. You're making it even more difficult for yourself. Easier for you to get discouraged. Easier for you to stop pushing. Mm -hmm. And I always say that the only time we really lose is when we stop. When we stop pushing, that's when they, they finally win. And it's not even a win. It's just that we forfeited. Yeah. And that's all it really is in the end. And you stop trying. But they don't stop trying. Like they said, once Macy's already selling to a debt collector, you don't hear from Macy's. They got their buddy on you now. Now, now they buddy LV Envy hitting you up. Mm. And then they done with it. Then Penny Mac hitting you up. Like they all keep, they all conspire <clears throat> to do things against you. And you just let them. You keep letting them call your phone. It's now, it's now these phones are so advanced to where it is a spam caller. Yeah. They even tell you what's going on. You still scared to they pick up the scam phone. Likely. Yeah, scam it? likely. That's what it is. And who is it? It's them that's calling you. They're already letting you know. <laughs> your phone is letting you know. They, like we said, they tell you without telling you. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, it's because they call me so No, it's because it's a scam. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, I'm going to. <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's because it's a scam. Your phone is letting you know. Mm-hmm. Your phone knows what it is. Now it's time for you to know what it is and, and we for could, us to do it. And we could thank the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. You know, mm-hmm. they govern the, um, I would say, telephone, telephonic system. Even though that's not, per, you know, that's not correct. But y'all know what I mean. They, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. That's the uh, uh, authorized agency, enforcement agency for anything phone related, right? Mm-hmm. So now they've implemented certain things. So you can even go to the FTC website, right? And you can find where they even have um, enforcement orders or consent orders or uh, what they call um, 
administrative uh, orders. They have these things mm. where they're telling people, well, these scams, these scams out here, they're going in on consumers' behalves. And they're giving them injunctions and, and doing things. But every time they catch them in a scam, there's always a refund. Mm. There was something that got to come back to you. So if your phone is helping you, letting you know, there's no need to be scared. There's no need to be scared to pick it up. Have a conversation. Ask questions. Definitely ask questions. And if you know, and that goes back to not having to be so aggressive. If you know the answer to the question, then ask the question and move the conversation in the direction you want. Like I said, you have all the power. Once you know who you are, you know how things are supposed to go. So ask questions that lead them to give you, force them to give you the answers that they don't want to give you, but you need to use and leverage against them. Because mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you will. they will be shooketh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just definitely. made that word up. <laughs> no, that's a good one. They will be, though. Yeah. Like um, he says in the um, I don't want to keep giving y'all little hints of the song, but you know he was like, you, you if we got to go to court, you better pray you can, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta, like it's called the fear of God, you know. You know how you could look at your children, you didn't gotta say nothing, mm -hmm. and they know they know what the move is. What's the move? You know, I think we were at um, you know, it was a second mentorship. Uh, -huh. uh Gwen, y'all know Gwen, she's amazing, she mm -hmm. she does well, so. I don't. I think they were doing their thing. They was out there dancing, and I'm ready to start. Right, I'm ready to start yeah. talking. Right, so everybody in the audience don't know, but Gwen looks at me. I don't say a word. She don't say a word. She just looks like y'all. Osmond's ready. I didn't have to say nothing, <laughs> but it's just in that look, you mm. know. And and it's it's not about the physical. It's about the look that you're writing. How how was it? How you presenting your claim? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> your claim, you know. <laughs> claim, you know. Mm -hmm. How you presenting your claim? You know, because even if you go back down in Title 11, under the, the definitions, they'll tell you claim is refund. That's remedy. Mm. That's what it's defined as. You know, so you have to present it to them in order to get it. You know, and that's all comes with, like he said in the last episode, don't get discouraged. Don't stop. Keep keep your foot on the gas. Keep no, definitely gas. keep your foot on their neck, too. <laughs> you have to be aggressive at times, but be properly aggressive. Not just screaming, wasting energy, but yeah. in your letter, be aggressive. Mm -hmm. Speak with confidence. Write with confidence. Because you should have confidence, especially once you know where you stand in the transaction. And once you know the funding that they have, that they're claiming they, they're collecting on you, you gave to them. Mm -hmm. So you realize how powerful you are. You're, you're the one keeping the lights on in the building. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. Because, whoo, buy in through. That's all buy I can say through. is yeah. buy in through. You know, when you, when you literally understand these little two-letter words and three-letter words, it's going to all make sense. Mm -hmm. It's going to all make sense. But everything is literally a monopoly. Yep. Um, it, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think of an example. everything that you get and everything that you need, you only get it by and through me, then who needs who? <laughs> Who's helping who, truthfully? Yep. I'm, yep. I mean... I know there's historical uh, articles, and I agree, you know, but times has changed. We ain't in that 15, 1400s no more that women can have babies without men. But let me tell you something. You try to do that shit now. You need to go buying through the man to get the baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you have to have, you got to understand. There's levels to when, like he said, they need you. And if they didn't need you, why would they be calling on you all the time? Why would mm -hmm. they be offering you something? But what are they really offering you? We can offer you this. Like you said, we, you get a free phone, we're going to offer you some... Um, whatever, uh, uh, what is that? A router. We give you a router for 30 days and then you forget about it. But who needs a router when everybody got Wi-Fi? You know, it's like, a, again, it's a, it's a trickery. I call it mind fucking. 
I didn't want to say it, but I, it's not, I'm not kid friendly, you know. But yeah. it, you literally are getting your mind played. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting played, um, and they're playing a game of Monopoly because they have extensive possession of over things that, well, it appears that they have extensive possession over things, um, and you literally have a right to <laughs> take back your risk, okay? Hey, <laughs> promo job. No, definitely. There, there's so much... So much game in that book, like that's not something you're gonna you're gonna read once and get it, or read twice and get it. You're gonna have to continue to reread, study, come back and read it again, and and you'll see it like we said with a different set of eyes, hear it with a different set of ears. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's insane. It is, it's a, a crazy rabbit hole to go down, and this is finally people say conspiracy. They try to throw that around. <laughs> this is not conspiracy. You have fact. You have law. This is passed by by Congress. That's where you find every everything that we say that we it's backed up by Congress. Yeah, it's not backed up by oh my my homeboy right here says that I'm right. No, like Congress is saying that I'm right. It has to go through levels to get passed, and that's what's saying that we're right. And when we say Congress got your back, they got you all the way from the crimes they commit and mm. the things that they tell you that you're supposed to do. So, for example, in this book, right, it says the bank never goes broke. Which is why you can never file personal bankruptcy under Chapter 7 and there's a crime under Title 18. Why would Congress even list bankruptcy as a crime if it was something that you were able to do? But see, that means you have to understand what the crime is and what bankruptcy really is under Title 11. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to put those two together. There's no way I can explain that right now. No, you know, that, I think that's enough. Lot, that you're giving them a lot. <laughs> yeah. that, that's his nice way of saying shut up. <laughs> giving them a lot right now though but who is the bank mm-hmm. go find that out for yourself who congress says is actually the bank and if they say the bank can't go bankrupt and you know who the bank is that's when it gets it gets crazy <laughs> it get it gets hectic she gave you a lot i would, <laughs> I would suggest re-watching this show, or if you could re uh rewind rewind it and go back a little bit mm-hmm. and hear that over and over but yeah. that's the benefit of these podcasts too, is you can go back and rewatch it as many mm-hmm. times as you need. Yep. Now you have a place to go. Yeah. Right. And we're not going so heavy on the law that it's going to deter other people. We'll right. Just let them let them watch and let them see. Come yeah. and see. Yeah. They say. Because that's I mean, once you go read that definition, I I could promise you, and I don't guarantee a fuck ass thing, but I'm, I'm gonna guarantee you <laughs> this: when you read what it says, it's not gonna say Bank of America, and it's mm. not gonna say. A banker needs paperwork to say they're a banker. <laughs> it's not going to say that, you know. So you have to read again, like you said, from every eye, every angle. Mm-hmm. Sit down, highlight, circle, etymology, prefixes, root, you know, root words, all that stuff. It's all entitled. So this is why when people say, "Well, what law do I need for this, Jesse?" What? It's it's not just one. I have to keep telling. <laughs> yes, yes, this act by itself is powerful, but they need to be stacked upon each other, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to. Um, articulate it properly. You can't just be like, oh, okay, well, I know they violated this, so I'm just going to put this here. <laughs> okay, you put it there. Explain how they did it now. Mm-hmm. That is where everybody always gets in trouble is the explaining aspect. You can't just circle something and say, yeah, this is a violation. Explain how it is. Mm-hmm. And as I said, claim. <laughs> if you're not making a claim, it's going to get thrown. How many cases get thrown out for failure to state a claim in which upon relief can be granted? Yeah. I think that's the words they literally yeah. use every single time. Yeah. How were you hurt? What is your compensation for being hurt? It's, I don't know how else to put it. That's kind of like the simplest way I could yeah. put it. How were you injured? What do you need to be made whole again? 
Mm-hmm. So he brought back, right? What is your relief now? The I word he used that a lot of people omit, and you need to include injured. Mm-hmm. Go look up what <coughs> I N means, prefix, and then you go look up the etymology of injured, and you'll figure out what he's saying. Mm. You know, you, again, you have to, every little word counts. Every word counts, exactly. And that's why they're so powerful, <laughs> especially in the law. One word within this giant paragraph has a giant paragraph behind it by saying <laughs> just one word. And that's why it's a double-edged sword. You use it incorrectly, it's going to hurt you instead of help you. But when you're using it right and you're just swinging away at it, yep. you're chopping them all down, there's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, what was it? Um, I don't remember the name. It was some movie. Mm. No, it was, uh, okay, what's the movie with Brad Pitt in the beginning? It's like it's like old school Achilles, when he called him Achilles. You know what movie I'm talking Troy? about? Troy? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. That movie's bad. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. When he said that's what I'm thinking, you remember when he was in battle, they just, you know, they're just out there. You know, but he said something in the beginning. Um, correct, I might not get it um, right, but I think he said, um, how, I think the kid asked him, how will somebody remember your name? You know what slogan I'm trying to... Oh, yeah, he says something like, that man you're going to face mm-hmm. is like, he's the scariest person I've ever seen. He's the biggest man I've ever seen. Like, I definitely wouldn't fight him. And then uh, Achilles, I think he turns to him and said, that's why no one will remember your name. Mm, there and it that is. That was all he wanted was people to speak about his name for generations to come. That's why he did everything that he did. And I think that's why he doing what he doing. I mean, yay. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, he's facing giants. Yeah, and look at what they're trying to do. I mean, I know we spoke about, but yeah. again, because it's so, is it prevalent, prominent? I'm not yeah. sure what word I'm trying to use, but it it is very important what he is doing, and don't I don't know the way he's going about it. Yeah, sometimes he may do something that's a, it's a little too much mm-hmm. the way he he expresses himself, mm-hmm. but what he is expressing is the point, not how he expresses it. Right. What is he expressing? Right. That's what you need to pay attention to. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, if you know me on social media, people got all these adjectives about me. But, it's, <laughs> <Adjectives>. it's, <laughs> but you know, it's literally, listen to the message. You know, don't worry about the messenger. The message is there. No matter how I say it or when I said it or what I didn't mm-hmm. say or what I did say, the message is clear. You just didn't like the delivery. But is that my fault or a personal problem? You mm-hmm. know, again, we have to remove our emotion. I think, you know, Kanye so tired. I mean... Yeah, he is so tied up in this. His emotions do take over sometimes, and I think that's part of you know where he gets mis- misrepresented, and um, that's what everybody. So that's why mm-hmm. we we importantly say over and over, don't get emotionally involved in this, because I can tell you these debt collectors they not on the phone crying like I wish they paid the debt. I wish they they not they not they there's somebody at home in their pajamas in another country laughing. Yep. You know. And they don't get paid enough to give a crap about you. Honestly, like that's why you are you on the phone, you end up drained, exhausted at the end. They hang up, the next the next person's gonna call. Mm-hmm. But we have to do them how they do us. When we start being the debt collectors, the lawful debt collectors, yep. we have the rights behind us backing up every single play that we do. They can't garnish wages unless it's lawful, but a lawful debt collector can. Right. So, and the difference between lawful and legal is something that we really have to pay attention yeah. to. Big time. And especially when you're in the FDCPA, they use it in different senses to where you can understand what that means. So particularly in E, go read 15 U.S.C. 692E and look where it says. Yeah, That's my favorite section of it. (laughs) You check it out and see what they talk about what's legal and lawful and then how they switch it when they use the word or. Mm -hmm. You know, so pay attention to all of these words um, and pay less attention to, I don't want to say that. 
Just pay attention to the words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pay attention to the And like she said, right, don't get mad at the messenger. People are getting mad at Kanye, but that's what I said. Like, when Ozma speaks, truth falls like rain. Some people love the rain. Mm -hmm. Some people hate the rain. Mm -hmm. But when it's raining, everything's getting wet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you were ready for yeah. it or not. And that's what this is. The truth is, is going to hurt. Mm -hmm. And then that's why we have to unlearn and relearn. Like I said, like it, it hurts to know that I was lied to for uh, when I, I discovered like a third. So for 30 years, mm -hmm. I was lied to and moving in a lie, stressing out about a lie. Now I found out like, oh, damn, like, wait a minute. They didn't tell me the truth about credit. They didn't tell me the truth about debt. They didn't tell me the truth about the words I'm using. Mm -hmm. They definitely are hiding who the hell I am in this in this industry. Mm -hmm. And I understand now why. Because I'm, wow, I'm powerful. Yeah. You're powerful. She's powerful. To to whatever limit you want to go to, mm -hmm. you are that powerful. So what he's saying is, <clears throat> no, not what he's saying is, one thing you have to realize is when you hear something shocking or something that's devastating, like, like what he's talking about, I, I didn't know, I should have known, could have, should have, would have, but I didn't. The first stage, so there's a cycle that people go through, right? And it's mm -hmm. called the cycle of grief. The first stage they go through is denial. Like, most people say, I don't believe that. I ain't never heard that before. You know, y'all lying. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, you're avoiding this procrastination. You you know, you're easily distracted, right? The next one you want to, um, the next, the next um, stage you go through is anger. You get angry. Oh, definitely. But, I was angry. I was pissed. Yeah, you get angry, but you have to understand that it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Just make sure you don't act out on what you're feeling, right? Then the next one is bargaining. You go back and self, back and forth with stuff like, this can't be true, but it, it really is. Because Congress said it, but... And then I saw that person get remedy, but I, I, what, what's really what? Because now you're stuck between a false reality on what's really happening, right? Mm. The next one, you might get sad about it. And that's what they call depression. You might be like in a world and you get, and that's when it's all those feelings. Like you don't, you got angry. You don't, you did all this, but the last thing you have to do is accept it for what it is and move on. You have to be able to accept the truth. Mm. The truth shall set you free. They've been saying that for ages before I was born, before he was born, before my grandma was born. Everybody, you know, it's, it's one of those things. The truth shall set you free. And if you don't have truth, you standing on a lie. And, and I'm gonna leave that at that. I don't know. I don't know what else to say, Dukes. I, I just don't know. No, that was a powerful <laughs> one right there. If you're not standing on truth, you're standing on a lie. If you're standing on a lie, there's no foundation. Mm. It's gonna crumble. Whatever you build on top of a lie is gonna eventually crumble. And that time is coming now for these corporations, these corps that have that have lied to us continually. So many people are waking up. It's not just us that are waking up and waking up others. It's everybody waking up. Even if you're trying and yeah, and I'm, I'm against templates, but even if you're using templates, they know now, hey, mm -hmm. this is out there. Yep. Eventually, they are going to get it right, so we need to start tightening up. And that's why you see the things that they're doing now. Mm -hmm. It's because now they're scared. Yeah. Now they're stressed out. Now they got anxiety. It's, it's It flipped. <laughs> the tables have turned. Yep. And it's a, a beautiful time to be alive. It is. It really, it really is. There is no time like now. To exercise your rights. And I know people have tried to do it in the past, right? And they get dealt with. They, mm -hmm. they get dealt with. But now that we have these phones, everything they used, they made to use against us is now a weapon for us. Yeah. Now when they try to act up, oh, boom, phone's out. Yep. What, what are you trying to do? You're trying to pull up on yep. Now you can go live in, in two seconds yep. and the whole world can see it. Yep. They can't play these games no more. They, the tables have turned drastically. Yep. And, uh, man, yeah. Like I said, the tables have turned... <laughs> drastically now for and our position has 
has just flipped entirely. The mm-hmm. more people that wake up, the more that are going to enforce, the better everything is going to become for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he said something. Um, I was trying not to forget it, but it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. I was trying. I was trying. Was to, this now? Yeah, but I can't remember. But it was mm. something. I don't. Whatever it was, it's okay because you know he, he pretty much said a mouthful. I mean, at this point, you have to accept it. It's here. Oh, that's what it was. How they're changing things, right? So yeah. if they were so right the whole time, why are they changing it? You know, if they were right, though, if they threw in everything by the books, like they say, why are they easing up on laws? Why is Bank of America now saying they're going to um, not have credit scores to buy houses for certain age groups and, mm-hmm. and race, racial ethnicities? Why? Why y'all didn't do that in the beginning? What made them change? I think Wells Fargo and some credit cards are even saying, oh, we don't even ask for credit scores no more. Why? Because y'all know what that means now. And you can't fool. Once you get... Two or three people know it's all right. But now we got thousands out there that's yeah, learning. Thousands of people knowing. And even with other people giving out half-truths, in those half-truths, you're still realizing mm-hmm. that you're powerful and you're attempting something. Mm-hmm. And now imagine how many, of, out of the thousands that know, a thousand of them are trying. Yeah. They're getting hit left and right. They are scared. They're changing. But they've done wrong for so long, they're still going to do wrong. Even what she said, what they're doing, that we're not doing scores, you're still going to discriminate against yeah. me in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. You're still going to try to collect on something that I gave you. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to do wrong. And eventually, that will get checked, too. Yeah. Eventually. As long as we stay on it, it'll happen. Yeah. So stay the course, my loves. Like, you can't give up. If you give up, you're doing yourself a dissatisfaction. Mm, you definitely. don't love yourself enough to keep pushing forward. Just remember that. When you want to stop, say, do I love myself? If I love myself enough, can I push forward? You can. Definitely. Because can. I know you love yourself. You're not going to say I hate myself because that would mean I'm quitting. And mm-hmm. quitters are not, that's not selling your body, it's not in your bones. That's not how we built. We all here to win. And you got the baseball in your hand, they keep throwing up home run on their ass. Touchdown <laughs> on their ass. You know what I'm saying? Hail mm-hmm. Mary on their ass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I, I feel great. I I, did, I think this was dope, man. How, it how, definitely was. It I definitely think we, was. we told him a lot. We went in a little bit too deep for y'all. But a little we, too much. You know? A little too much for the very beginning, but it's <laughs> just... You can't help it wherever, wherever, you know, the words are going to take us, wherever we end up is where we end up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it on how she said, do you ask yourself, do you love yourself? And we say words are powerful. They, they very much are. Be careful what you say about yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't ever say something negative about yourself out loud, especially out loud. Do not let your ears yep. hear, hear those words. Yep. They don't know that you're playing. They don't know that you were just upset at the mm-hmm. moment. That has energy that comes with it. Yep. I don't know. It's not that I'm cocky. I'm definitely not, but I never speak down about myself. Right. I never will. And I can't, I can't do that to myself because I love myself. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we love y'all, man. Keep pushing, be more, do your best and stay the course. Definitely. Thank you for watching Consumerish. Peace. When you know who you are, you know what to do. They know who you are. They want you confused. When you know who you are, there's power to choose. When you know who you are, mountains can move. When you know who you are, you know what to do. They know who you are. They want you confused. When you know who you are, there's power to choose. When you know who you are, man, mountains can move. Consumerish. <laughs> Make sure I got the volume all the way up.